What's up, guys? I'm Chad Brock. And I'm Zach Bailiff. You guys are listening or watching the Orion Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Episode 10. We made it. Happy anniversary, dude. 10 episodes in. Yeah. 10 episodes yeah. in. We've made it this far. And, you know, it's, it's been good, man. You've been you've been out jeeping. Still still waiting for the uh, still waiting for the old hook to come inside stage and just yank us off here. But it ain't happened yet. is going to do that. That got us both last weekend. One foul <laughs> swoop, if same. you will. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling my no, hat the, the wrong Jeep way, out. trying to look at it. Everything's backwards. <laughs> yeah, we got the Jeep out last weekend. Finally got it on the trail. Got a little mud on it. Got the, uh, ordered some L-Track brackets and, and got the Orion 35 strapped down on the back deck and kept the drinks iced down all day. But it was good. It was a fun trip. It was good to finally get out and hit and, the trails for the summer. You know, the Orion podcast, the cooler podcast, telling even cooler stories, if you will, brought to you by Jackson Kayak. You got the uh, you got the Earthquake cooler back there, though. It's looking fancy. I mean, we're, we're our backgrounds yeah. kind of matchy match. It's yeah, except for I yeah, got a, the uh, I got a duck. Yeah, there you go. The, the 55 is a little big for the back deck of the Jeep, so the, the 35 said they're pretty good. It's up there airing out right now. It had a eight pound pork butt in it Friday night and then got ice in it saturday morning so there you go and that's all you need man that's all you need to look good back there on the back of the jeep if you want to see the yeah. uh if you want to see nomad and yeah. see the orion attached to the back of it uh check out the orion instagram facebook page where you can see that photo yeah all just right. had some new straps come in to you know, improve how that all straps down back there but Looks we good. got her dialed in i think not a not a bad uh, not a bad rigging job, even if it is yeah. Jeep and not kayak. It's uh, it's still a good rigging job. <laughs> no rail yeah, tracks, yeah. not yet. No L right, tracks, man. not not T tracks, just L tracks. So for episode ten, we're we're kind of bringing in the big guns. Yeah, We've got a special guest, very special guest. He uh, he's an individual that is uh, currently sharing his faith through the. Uh, fisherman's fellowship out on the uh out on the trails i'm not gonna say which trail because he's fishing all of them um he's a family man he he's a kayak fishing legend whether he wants to say it or not we're gonna just go ahead and dub it he's got something that nobody else can ever have he's a legend um in winning 
the uh, national championship at Kentucky Lake. So that was the first first one. Um, yeah, guy I'm proud to call teammate over at Jackson Kayak. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Ball. <laughs> You have to excuse the button that fans like it. <laughs> hey, yeah. well, and I'm not there to yank it away from him this week. He thought he was going to get it last week, and he was in the same room as me, and I've sent him back to Pennsylvania, so he can, now he's, can't get it. Yeah. That's really loud in my earbud. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold it further away. My microphone. It's even louder really when you're really sitting. Loud. It's even louder when you're sitting next to it. Amazon did good with that button. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so Matt, uh, how is uh, how's wonderful uh, Ohio tonight? It's uh, it's cooling down finally. It's been hot. Um, I haven't been here. Uh, I just got back last night from uh, Champlain. It was beautiful weather up there, nice and cool. And you know, come back down here, come home to the real world, and back to work. It's it's smoking hot. We got bad bad storms last night, and uh, a lot of trees down around here, but. Um, it's hot, but it's cooling down this evening. So sitting out here on the deck, looking over this beautiful Ohio farmland out here. There you Love go. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, that's better than my backdrop tonight for sure. Big buck paradise yeah, back here. And we've seen some of those big yeah, bucks well, there let, every let now me and then pop up on Facebook. <laughs> bring the, we'll bring the Hoyt. <laughs> There's some, uh, I don't know. I'm a Matthews guy. Oh, oh. oh. You, that's just because you haven't shot one yet. So that's... <laughs> actually, I, I've shot them all. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's hard to it's hard to pick up a bad one these days. There ain't a bad one anymore. Nope, there's not. No. A lot of a lot of time and quality go into a lot of good products these days. And oh my, goodness. yeah, we're really lucky right these days with our all the equipment we're using out there. It's there's just good stuff for for all your needs. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you just mentioned you you just got back from Champagne last night, but let's not go there yet. I kind of right. let's let's uh, let's tell the Matt Ball story and and okay. kind of let the people at home know how how did Matt Ball come to find fishing, the outdoors, hunting, everything that encompasses what you you love about being outside. Well, um, I, I've always been an outdoors guy. Um, grew up grew up on a farm. Grew up in the country. My dad bass fished, did tournament bass fishing. Um, fished. I've been in a bass boat or some form of a boat since I was, you know, old enough to set set up on my own. So fishing is always in the outdoors have been, you know, what I do. So it's what I love. Um, it's what makes me happy. So, uh, but yeah, I grew up, grew up in uh, Grafton, West Virginia and uh, did a lot of fishing hunting, camping, hanging out with my friends when I got older, getting into trouble in the woods and on the river banks and floating down rivers and whatever we could find and spending all night on the river bank fishing for catfish or whatever we could do. So I, I grew up with a lot of, a lot of great influences in the outdoors that I, I spent a lot of time with. So nice. it's just what I, it's what, what I love. So. Nice, nice, and and like I said, not only are you uh, not only you're a bass fisherman, you you're, oh, yeah. uh, you you like to pull the trigger on a few a uh, few nice deer. From yeah, time to time. I'm a I 
I'm really, I love the bow hunt. Um, archery season is, is right up there with tournament season. <laughs> and, uh, actually I, 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 I kind of say this jokingly, but it's not, uh, you know, I'm always going to claim to be a West Virginian, but I moved to Ohio for the deer hunting. So, um, we've got a farm, little <laughs> farm here that I can, I can shoot deer on and, uh, and there and there's some really big deer in this part of uh, part of Ohio, so I've, I I really enjoy kind of following those and picking them and looking at them and figuring out what I want to go for. <laughs> well, and as as much as you're on the road fishing and, and that being what it's become for you, I mean, deer hunting's kind of a probably a nice break, a good mental it vacation. Is. Yeah, until the last couple years, you know, I I mean, the national championship used to be in the spring, and then. Right. Uh, um, and then, uh, the Hobie series came along and I started fishing a lot of it and their tournament of champions, which I've, I've been fishing the last three years is, uh, you know, it, it happens unfortunately right around the first week of November. And if anybody that knows anything about deer hunting knows what the first week of November means, that's, mm -hmm. it's hard to, hard to get away, hard to step away from deer hunting for that, but, uh, it's worth it. But yeah, I've, I've, uh, uh, once once tournament season's over it's it's all hands on deck for for deer season so and usually i'm i don't do a lot of fishing between events once uh once the leaves turn i'll take yeah. a break and go to a tournament but if i'm home i'm fish i'm 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 in the tree stand or hanging yeah. stands checking cameras or doing any of that stuff so right that's what i want to do so <laughs> yeah it's easy to go do it when that's where you want to be Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a good way to be. And we talk about kayak fishing. I mean, man, you've, you've kind of been, you've kind of been at the forefront of the movement. If you, if you will, I mean, you know, when, when we look back at prior to the championship and you're, you're looking at where kayak fishing has, has come from. I mean, what are some of the things that you look back on as, as our beginning, humble beginnings of kayak fishing and, and where we come well, I mean, I, I didn't get into, oh, sorry. I'm, I've got this on a shooting <laughs> stick. Um, I, uh, I've kayak fished for a long time before I tournament fished. Um, and I river, I mean, I'm a river guy. Um, I'm happiest either in a tree stand or floating down a river fishing for smallmouth. That's, that's where I want to be. If I could pick my favorite thing to fish for, it'd be a, fishing moving water on a river but uh so you know that that being said you know kind of once of course i've been doing this before youtube and and the really when everybody was on the internet all the time uh but once that did start you know i looked i looked at guys who which is crazy to think now that are really close friends to mine you know like uh, jeff little you know i learned a lot of, I, I learned a lot about you know, when I was getting into the kayak fishing of, uh, you know, getting out of canoe, getting into kayaks, you know, I started researching and those, that that's the names that popped up and, and, and Chad, who, Chad Hoover and, and Drew Gregory, um, you know, all these names of people that now are close friends of mine that I spend time with and talk to and text and, you know, it's just crazy. So, you know, these are, these are the people I looked up to in the sport of kayak fishing and, uh, but there was, you know, many people 
before kayak fishing that really, you know, my dad was the biggest influence in, in everything that I do as far as fishing and, and outdoors. Uh, you know, he taught me everything I know about fishing. So and he still outfishes me. He's, he, uh, he doesn't like to, I don't like to let him know that, but he, he still can. So <laughs> he used to, he actually still, you know, he's, he's trying to talk me into giving him my uh, Liska. He really likes that one. So I don't That'd know. He might vote for him. That's a good, he's, boat, pro- yeah. he's, he's got a original Kusa. That's what he, he fishes out of. And, uh, he, he's, he's been in my Liska and I think that that's, that's his favorite so far. So, well, but yeah, uh, he's, he's fishing tournaments with me. He's, uh, fished a new river tournament, uh, when, uh, uh, yeah, I fished with Mountain State Kayak Anglers was the first club I fished with. And uh, so that's kind of how I got started in the tournaments. I, got, I fell in love with the, the just the community of kayak fishing when I, I started, I fished my first kayak tournament probably in 2014. Um, me and a buddy of mine from home here, uh, we, we was just kind of looking at a, a place to go and get a kind of got on the internet and was looking for some tips on where to go on the new river. And we ran across this group, Mountain State Kayak Anglers is having a tournament and we just decided to go fish it. And, uh, that was, uh, yeah, it was all uphill from there. <laughs> it was over after we, we had one tournament on the new river. We're like, man, people are, this is crazy. You know, I think there was like 50 people. And, and I look back at some of the names that were there and I'm like, man, I know all these people, you know, I didn't know any of them then. They, of course, they, I know they didn't know me, but, you know, uh, but yeah, that, that's how I got started in, in kayak fishing and the outdoors was just, you know, I grew up in it. Sorry, I'll ramble. I will stop talking. No, dude, that's yes, absolutely fine. Sorry. I can remember when Zach and I started the the Bass Crazy thing. Uh, the MSK is, is one of the ones that really came up a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was well yeah. run. It was, uh, very popular you guys always had probably some of the biggest turnouts for local events i mean it was it was a big deal yeah i'd I'd be willing to bet we were one of the biggest biggest most popular clubs back in back in the day when it first started it got big quick in west virginia and ohio and uh you know it it, there's a lot of options i'm a member of west virginia kayak anglers which is an awesome club i'm a member of mountain state kayak anglers southern west virginia kayak anglers you know, and I and also support the Ohio clubs, uh, BKFT and all those, you know, there's, if you want to really test your skill, fish against those guys when they're home on these home waters and you'll humble yourself real quick. Uh, Cause them, them guys are, there's some sticks in these local clubs that, that just win time after time after time. And, and honestly, there's a lot of people be, be real glad that a lot of them aren't fishing the national scene or, <laughs> or they'd be uh they'd be coming in behind them a lot uh i know i do so anytime some of them step up and come to one of these events i'm like well everybody's going to learn about this person now because they're they're a stick you know uh, if you learn i've always said if you learn to fish well in in west virginia you can fish well anywhere because you know we don't have the we have the great smallmouth fisheries but as far as lake fishing, going and competing on lakes and stuff, you know, we're used to struggling when we're fishing for bass on lakes. You know, some of our bigger lakes where a lot of the tournaments are held, I mean, you're, you got to work.
Did I lose you guys? No, I lost you guys. You're back. <laughs> oh, I'm back. Okay. Nope, you're back. Anyway, you go to you, you fish some of these, you know, fish around here. You're used to rough conditions and tough fishing, and uh, you, you know it, it, we can really shine when we go to some of these places that are. I think a lot of people don't realize how lucky they are in in some of these states that have some of these amazing fisheries that they get to spend all their time on. Because, man, we go to it and we're like kids in a candy candy store. You know, man, we can try Absolutely. all these techniques. Absolutely, yeah. and I think that that kind of bodes well, really. Um, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and then on. I mean, it's it's yep. uh, like we was laughing before this started. Uh, it's we literally have a cold front every two days. These yeah. fish are confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, they don't know. Uh, what every to do. time I go fishing, and I fish mud ninety percent of my time in this area. You know, yep. I got a I river. Know. I got a river that runs along my property back here, and it's 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 mud ninety percent yep. of the time. So, as do I. <laughs> <laughs> going to fish the tournament there tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the big one. The big, yeah. the big, the big deal. So <laughs> you are, you have something that nobody else can ever have. You were the first. Yeah. You I won the first, the first. <laughs> KBF national champion. Yeah. Um, you know, for the folks that don't know, and maybe haven't been in the kayak fishing game, let's kind of, let's kind of walk through that story and, and kind of, Talk about that day and how it all went. I think he froze up on us. Looks that uh, way. Oh, there he is. There he is. But uh, so let's talk about the let's talk about that first KBF national championship yeah. and and kind of walk the people that may have not been in kayak fishing at that time uh, through yeah. that event. What it was like. I mean, it was the first one, so I mean, there's a lot. There was a lot of new right there. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the first national. <laughs> You still there? We're here. There we got you. I, I, You're back. I said, so it was the first KBF national championship. I'd qualified uh, for the angler of the year points for Mountain State Kayak Anglers uh, the previous year, which was the first year I fished um, any a full year of tournaments with the Mountain State Kayak Anglers, which was, I think, 2015. And uh, anyway, uh, qualified. And there was probably 30 guys from Mountain State Kayak Anglers that made the trip. And we got a house, uh, got a, got a house and just piled in it. Uh, got a big house and man, we had a great time. We, we went down there with, I went down there with zero expectations, never fished Kentucky Lake. Uh, just wanted to go fish that area. Uh, took a week, you know, took a few days off and, and head down there and uh, put in and, and did what I like to do. And we found a small Creek, went up in it and, uh, just, I stumbled upon a, a the mother load of big fish, uh, staging up, uh, there and, and just started, uh, I, I caught them. Some the first fish I caught on that lake was probably seven pounds, uh, when we got there and I'm like, wow, that's probably a fluke. And then, you know, proceeded to, you know, back then I didn't care about tournaments. I was just wanting to go fishing and, and me and my buddy Coy and his dad, uh, we literally sat there and laid on them for three days before the tournament. (laughs) I mean, we were just hammering a fish. We went to another place thinking, you know, we need to give, leave these alone. We might need these for a tournament. And we didn't catch anything in a couple other places. We're like, dude, let's go back here and just catch fish. So we went back here and we caught them in tournament day. They were, they they just nonstop. It was just one of them meant to be, 
things. Uh, you know, we caught so many fish out of that, that area. It was just stupid. Uh, it was cold. It was miserable. Uh, most people were out fishing the main lake and, uh, we were in a protected area that, that had a deep channel and them fish were moving back in there to feed, to get ready for the spring. And, uh, I was just in the transition zone and looking back, I know exactly, you know, why they were there. Uh, but at the time I just thought, man, this is just, this just must be one of them spots, you know, uh, granted I've fished there quite a bit over the years. I always go back there and check it out and I don't always do very good there, but <laughs> it's not you. that, it's not that way all the time, but, uh, um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I think I ended up day one and like, I don't even know where I was day. It was two day. Um, you know, I was in the top 10 and then day two, uh, you know, granted, we didn't have much cell service where we were. I've, I've gone to the, we had to drive to find a place to load our fish. And I started uh, talking to some people that did have cell service. And they're like, dude, you know, you were, you were up there pretty close to the lead. Uh, you you might have a chance at this. I'm like, ah, you got to be kidding me. And ended up, uh, I'll never forget getting called back for the, you know, all the interrogation uh, before they, uh got called back and I'm like, dang, I, I must've got a check. You know, they, they <laughs> called me back here and, and, uh, it just kept going on and, uh, it come down to just me and, uh, two other guys for the top three. And I was the one on top by a quarter of an inch. Wow. By a quarter of an inch. So it changed my life as far as, uh, this sport goes. Um, I wanted out of a Jackson, uh, Kusa HD, um, paddling. I was wearing all my, uh, hunting gear. Uh, I had zero, I had, I didn't have two rods that were, uh, I had a hodgepodge of a, just about every rod that Walmart had, uh, at that point, <laughs> you know, I had, I had some good reels that I'd collected over the years, but rods, you know, in a kayak, I was like, dude, we're in a kayak. I'm going to tear stuff up. So I'm not going to spend a lot of money on rods and um, heck, I, uh, the, one of the rods I used in the national championship only had, it was missing two eyelets. Um, <laughs> I didn't care, you know, and, uh, it was just, uh, you know, gum boots and, and, uh, camo overhauls and everything I could stuff on under it. Cause it was, it was freezing. So it was an awesome experience. And, uh, you know, my life changed as, as far as the fishing aspect of it, um, uh, as far as just notoriety and, you know, and I don't really like that part, but it's, I've been trying to really embrace it and do the best I can with, with that. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about later, but one of the things I've really been kind of led to do is kind of use that platform for, for my faith. So that, that's what I want to do, use it for. So. Absolutely. And that's, that's a great thing. Um, now, how, how special uh, do you, do you long for the return of the great Kentucky Lake? You know, you've, you've obviously, you've probably. It's, it's still the way I remember it. Cause I don't fish the main lake when I go to Kentucky Lake. <laughs> I'm a Creek guy. Creek you guy. won't find me out on the main lake. So no there's ledges. so many river There's so many creeks that run into that lake and I can find backwater that's got fish in that lake. I still love that lake. You know, it's, I've, I've never uh, never fished a ledge on Kentucky Lake. So I, I, I could only imagine what it would be like if, if that was the way it was, I think it would be awesome, but I've never done it. So, um, 
you know, I, I'm looking for the tiniest water I can find when I go there. So, uh, it's, it's a, still a good, it's still that way in those places. I oh think. yeah. Without a doubt it is. And it's, it's still a fun place to go. And, you know, if, if you've never been to Kentucky Lake, we definitely, I think everybody here would encourage you to go, go check it out. Those people, those people need to see you down there. They, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of the big tournaments have gone away and they need, uh, they need that tourism coming there. There's a lot of local towns that, yeah. um, in any of these fishing communities, they, they really well, thrive off of us. The beauty of Kentucky Lake, it's a beauty and it's also a, the horror of Kentucky Lake in a kayak is you, you can you can drive for four hours to find the spot. And yeah. I mean, that lake, it takes so long to drive around that lake to I mean, eligible water during the national championship. I, I know I've, uh, I went back for one of the Hobie events few years ago we stayed up at the northern end of the lake and i drove two hours every day to where i was fishing it was it was stupid but uh it was the only yeah. place i could find fish you know it wasn't i mean i found good fish there so you know it's it's going to be a tough one this year at the national championship for that i think a lot of people are going to have to pick an area and stick to it because you just we just can't you know afford to, the fuel to drive all over that place nothing's close um unless you just pick a spot and just break it down. And I think that's what most people will probably need to do. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Zach. But it, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Now. Um, so, you know, when we're, this is kind of a, a rogue question, but when we're looking at what you guys are out there doing, and, and there's a lot of you that are doing it. Um, Jason Cassidy, one of our guests that we had on the first guest we had on and you and some of the others, um, obviously Jameson Reddy. Uh, fuel prices and different things. How's that affecting your game plan for what you would typically do at some of these events? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I like to travel. I like to have my own vehicle and I like to be able to be flexible, but you've got to strike a balance with that now uh, with this, you know, I've been really blessed with some awesome friends in this sport that I enjoy traveling with. Um, you know, I've traveled for a long time with a guy named Tim Isaacs, uh, from here in, in Ohio that, that used to work at the plant where I work and we've, we've traveled and, you know, him and I, you know, we've traveled all, a lot of these tournaments together. So, um, it's nice, you know, it's nice to have your own car, your own vehicle and your own plan when you're there. But, uh, you know, during the last, this event, you know, I, we traveled to Champlain together cause it was 13 hours. Um, and just to save money for him and me both. And, you know, uh, you know, and then just sharing that expense, it's, that's about all you can do. Um, a lot of the Lone Ranger type stuff, you know, you're going to pay for it if you want to be by yourself, um, pay more at least, you know, but, and, and there's people that don't have the, the luxury of having a network of friends that they can travel with. And, and I've been very blessed, you know, that I've got some great friends and great anglers that I can travel with. And I've learned a lot from those people. Um, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up anybody's, but I learn a lot from everybody I fish with. Uh, I'm a student of the sport and I, you know, I can name uh, quite a few people that I, when I'm fishing with them, I'm paying attention uh, because I'm, I'm learning, you know, I, I learn a lot from these people and, and traveling with them. When you travel with them, you know, it's, it's a good way to learn, you know, and I feel like I've probably taught some things to them too, but I, I know I'm, I'm always, 
you know, there's, we all fish different, you know, I, I attack stuff different than, than you would. And, yep. and if we're traveling together, you know, we're sharing information the whole time when you're traveling, you have no choice. So, I mean, not that I don't want to share, but you, you, you're going to, if you're traveling, right. yep. you, you both know what you're doing. So you, you can kind of yeah. learn what the other guys, you know, he's, he's doing this and I'm doing this and mine's working better than his, or I can apply my technique to the kind of fish he's looking at. And, and you can, it's helped. I mean, yep. there's a reason why there's the same amount of people. There's a, there's a handful of people that are at the top. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of networking goes and goes on. I, I mean, everybody knows it and it, and it's, it's not against the law. It's just, it's just a matter of fact that, you know, people are friends and we're, we're like family out there. So you're traveling together, you're spending time together, you're staying together, you're eating together and you're, you know, none of us are selfish. I mean, we like to share what we're doing. So, well, and, and I love that part. That goes yeah. back to the old saying, two heads are better than one. I mean, yeah, I, I can, I can agree with you in that. Uh, me and some of my buddies, when we're out, you know, if we're practicing, it's, you know, the notes are always going back and forth uh, and, mm-hmm. and it pays off. I mean, you can, you can pick up and learn a lot real quick that way especially you know if you got one guy doing one thing you got one guy doing it, you're just eliminating a lot of water faster a lot of times yep absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's a big benefit to, yeah it's it's hard to progress and get better at anything if you're not learning and, and hungry for that information all the time yeah. so you got to look for it whenever you can get it right yep now, sometimes you leave a couple details out though well yeah you don't, I share, mean, you don't share everything you don't share everything yeah, yeah i got, got the big one on on that bait um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you share everything, but you learn a lot. You, <laughs> you do. definitely do. You definitely do. Um, now, if you're if you're not too stubborn to take advice, you can learn a lot. So, absolutely right. Um, now, talking about kite fishing, uh, we're still seeing we're still seeing pretty a pretty heavy, uh, well, significant increase in growth of newcomers to the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you're obviously one of our bigger ambassadors to the sport as a whole. When you look at that and you see new people coming in, what would you, what advice, uh, do you have for the kid or the, the guy that's looking to get his first kayak and maybe jump in some of these things? Well, I, you know, I tell, I see people at the boat ramp every time I go out that come up and they're like, man, look at your, I've got, I've been blessed with an amazing pile of equipment to use you know and i'll tell people listen this is awesome this is this is great stuff but you do not need all this to do what we're doing you don't have to have it um you know get into the sport however you can don't let don't let anybody look down on you for having a walmart kayak or whatever you know we've all started somewhere and uh the kayak the gear can can help increase your your chances at some things, but it doesn't make you a better angler. Um, now I will argue that there are some gear that you've got to have to be a better angler, you know, rods and stuff, you know, but certain rod, not, not specific brands, but just, you know, the right action to land fish the right way and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'd focus more on that and, and having a boat that you can actually just be comfortable in. You know, that's what I talk to a lot of people about, you know, they, it's easy to look at what, what I've got and, and they immediately go, well, man, what's that cost? Well, you know, it's probably more than they want to spend right now. Uh, but you know, you, 
a lot of guys will go out and just put that sink that type of investment into a into a kayak and all the gear just to get started but um i don't recommend that you know i recommend getting into it and and dabbling in it and just making sure you like it you know i, I know you probably will if you do it um as long as you get in a boat that's comfortable enough and stable enough that you can do what you need to do in that's the key you know i'm not going to look down upon anyone for any brand or whatever they're using you know i know i have my personal preferences as to what i need to use what i want to use but you know i can i can tell you you can fish out of about any of them nowadays just like we were talking about with art bows you know everybody mm -hmm. makes a good one you know there's there's some good ones out there i i will like i say i argue that you do have to kind of step up a little bit in the quality to to have a platform to be comfortable in there's no right. doubt about that so yeah and i think yeah, you de you know, definitely sacrifice some things at, at different price points for sure it's just a yeah. willing you know how much are you willing to sacrifice yep just to save a few bucks but exactly and there's people that want to know exactly what you've got because they want to have what you've got and and i'll i'll tell them what i've got and what i need you know what i use and and how i why i think it's the best equipment that i can have you know Mm -hmm. But I like to preface that with, you don't have to have all this stuff. Don't, right. don't no. let this discourage you from getting into a, going to a club and joining a club and getting into the sport of kayak fishing, because I'm, you know, there's a lot of great things about how big it's gotten, but there's also a lot of things that, that are bad about how big it's gotten. Right. Um, I, if you really want to get somebody into it, I'm not going to tell them to, to show up to a, you know a, a kbf national event or a hobie event to try their first round at this i'm gonna tell them to go to the, some of these local clubs and experience the camaraderie and the the local you know joy of fishing in a, the local clubs and that's if you can do well in those you um, you can do well in the national period it's it's not a it's not a training step <laughs> It's right. just a smaller, a smaller group of closer to your uh, home that you can try things out before you go traveling all over the country trying to f do this, you know. And, and yeah. there's a lot of learning that can be done at the local level too, just fishing with your, like you well, saying, you know, your local guys. You've got to learn how to measure fish. You've got to learn how to submit fish. You've got to learn how to, how to, uh, you know, really do all the little details that make you a good tournament angler. You can be a great angler and be a horrible tournament angler. Um, you know, if you can't, if you can't pay attention to how you're submitting your fish and how you're taking your pictures and how you manage your fish on your phone, I mean, yep. you can have a, you can take pictures of fish all day. And then at the end of the day, you run out of time because you can't remember what fish is what, you know, yep. how to do that, how to get your system down to be a good, tournament angler is the key you know not saying that you have to become a better angler to fish the national stuff you've got to become a better management of your fishing equipment to to, to really want to compete there because there's there's no slack there you know you're going to submit your fish and you're just going to be see ya you know yep. you're you're denied you know you're you're dq'd or whatever and unfortunately i know i saw that happen awesome guy placed in the money uh you know up at uh i mean he was a super awesome dude and and he ended up 
happened to de- get DQ'd because of a, a life jacket. He, you know, he forgot something, you know, so those are the little lessons you've learned. I've learned lessons, you know, that have taught me, you know, what I need to keep in my brain when I'm fishing a tournament to, to give myself the best chance. Very nice. And I try to share that kind of information because it's a, most of us know how to fish. It's just all the little things, you know, managing your time, getting to the ramp, getting back to weigh in, getting, you know, getting, getting your stuff rigged the night before, being ready, getting sleep, you know, having everything laid out, getting your identifier cards, you know, all those little <laughs> details that people don't think about, Yeah, you know, um, making, making sure you have your snacks in the boat. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> yeah, you, I, you don't want to be with Zach if he forgets his snacks. I'm here to tell you. You got to have your dude wipes. You don't want to have to, you know, no. be ripping sleeves <laughs> off your shirt, you know. Yeah. Socks. I mean, socks. Yeah. They can be beneficial if you need them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, big thing. You're So this is one of the things I want to talk to you about tonight. You're out on the road. Um, and one of the things that you've done is you've taken the opportunity to share your faith. And yeah. um, you've started the Fisherman's Fellowship. Uh, tell us a little bit about a little bit about what the Fisherman's Fellowship is and how the, you know, experiences has been out there on the road for that. Well, the Fisherman's Fellowship is, is, is not something I created. It's something that I've been a part of. Um, It's, it's a kind of a collaborative between, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, Cody Prather, who is, is an incredible man of God in this sport that I look up to Uh, him and I have, I'll kind of back up. It's all started when, uh, you know, I, it all started with me when I won the national championship. I, I kind of felt like, you know, I don't want to squander this. The Lord kind of spoke to me about, you know, humility and, and don't, don't let this get to your head and don't, you know, that's kind of what I, cause it would be easy to with the, with what was thrown at me at that point, you know, sponsors and, you know, everybody wanting to talk to you and all your, you know, and, but there, there was also the pressure side of, you know, doubt in my mind, whether I deserved any of this and, uh, you know, self doubt as to, you know, I'm probably a one shot wonder and I'll never win another tournament and everybody will be like, look at that guy. You know, a lot of that kind of stuff was going through my head. And, you know, I was really into a lot of, you know, I really prayed about, you know, the anxiety level I felt, you know, a lot of people think that when you win that national championship, everything's great. Well, I left there just scared to death um, for a while because I knew I was no longer going to be able to, to show up at a tournament and not have anybody know who I was. And I was going to need to be, I was going to be judged. Not that I should care, but that's just the way we are as humans, you know? Yep. Um, I didn't want to, that weighed on me. So I just kind of prayed about, it. I'm like, Lord, what, what does this mean to me? What, what, what do you want me to do with this? And, and I didn't do it immediately, but I just, I, I put, I started out really, uh, focusing really hard on trying to prove myself as an angler when I first won it. And I wore myself out really quick, uh, trying to do that. I mean, I did really well doing that, but it, it was not going to be sustainable. Uh, I wasn't enjoying myself. I wasn't, in, you know, I wasn't at home. I didn't right. want to sacrifice family. And, you know, I, at that time I had younger kids, you know, and I wasn't going to be away from them all the time. So, uh, I don't know. I just kind of prayed about it and, and I, I wanted to use that platform and, uh, 
so I started posting prayers before the events uh, on social media and people really loved it. You know, they're like, I really appreciate you doing that. And, uh, uh, Chad, uh, from KBF, he would, him and I become really good friends after the national championship. And he asked me if I would, you know, continue that. And if I would consider being the official chaplain for KBF and I said, well, I'm not really a chaplain, but I'll, I'm willing to be there for anybody that wants to talk or pray or anything. You know, that's just what we do as Christians, you know, we're there for each other. So I'll be that, you know, I'm not going to be, a. I don't, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a preacher, but I'll be a, I'll be a prayer warrior with, with anybody if they want to talk, you know, so that kind of snowballed in and, uh, and then about a year ago, Cody Prather called me and said, Matt, uh, you've been on my heart. And I just wanted to tell you that, God wants us to do something bigger with this. And, uh, and we talked and he's like, I think we need to make a, a more of a point to have fellowship together at the events. You know, we're away for the weekend, you know, we're not, not, a, you know, a lot, it's bringing people away from church. It's, you know, gathering. Cause that's what the Lord really wants us. He wants us together and, uh, and, and sharing, sharing our, our experiences and our faith with each other. He said, I want to start, I think we should start having these at your, you know, the events, you know, you and I need to start really praying about doing this. So we, we started, uh, we had the first big one at the NC. I think we had probably 50 some people there at the national championship oh, wow. and, uh, it went really well. And, um, so, you know, right now I'm trying to run them at any event that I'm at. Cody Prather is trying to do them at any event that he's at, you know, uh, and we're looking for other people that are interested and willing to, you know, cause I can't go to them all. I'm not going to go to all the events. You know, I've got, I've got responsibilities at home. I've got, I've got responsibilities, you know, in the sport with, you know, some pro staff positions and, you know, I'm actually factory staff for a few things and, you know, I've got pseudo jobs with some of these yep. things. So I've got, I've got work that I need to, to do to, because I don't want to halfway do those kind of things. So I can't fish all the tournaments. So um, I need other people to step up. And I, and I think that's what I'm called to just kind of reach out for people that, Hey, if, if you feel like you'd like to share in this little ministry, this ministry we've got, I think it's something that can be really big. Um, and it's not about Matt ball. It's not about, you know, it's about, you know, our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ and, and how we're celebrating all the things that we love to do in this sport was given to us by him. He's created those for us. And uh, I mean, my gosh, why wouldn't we want to celebrate that? So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, uh, think what you guys are doing out there on the road, man, is just, man, it's great. And you know, that's, and it's, you know, I'll be heading to the water and it'll be dark and you know, it, it never fails it doesn't seem like that when I'm headed to the water and I, I flip open my phone when I get to the ramp to see all whatever's on there. And there you are. There's, there's that morning <laughs> prayer and it's kind of, you know, I kind of read through it and, and then it's, it's kind of, you know, I think that's, that's a good thing. I mean, cause there's a lot of people like that, that, you know, we show up to the, show up to the water, we check our notifications before we jump in the water. And, and then there that is, you know, right there first thing early in the morning. And I think that's a good thing to see before any of us head out. Yeah. Um, you know, that's whether I'm, I'm going to start a, singing the national anthem too, but that's, <laughs> I'm going to miss that one, Matt. 
<laughs> I haven't heard you sing. I'm not judging you singing, but I'm gonna miss that one. Oh, but uh, so we've got this little thing that we usually do here about uh, halfway, well, three quarters of the way through the podcast. Unfortunately for you, it's called five questions. All right, and it, it's it's just really random. You answer them however you want to. Some of them come from the audience. All right, if we ain't got a bunch of them from the audience. Then I make them up. And right. it has this weird music. <laughs> See, it gets weird. It's not nearly as awkward when we're not in the same room. So Yeah. No, Leon Phelps was last week. <laughs> yeah. It got weirder last week. <laughs> yeah. It did. Or two weeks it's, ago. It's the Jackson kayak team in me. Um, <laughs> okay, this is from uh, Nick Brummett. What is one of the things that you don't leave the house out without when you head on the road uh besides your bible obviously well honestly with tournament fishing it's my cell phone <laughs> you're not gonna fish a tournament fish tournament without your cell phone <laughs> uh, I, I, i'll be honest with you that's that's i'd have to go home if i forgot that so and that's what we gather our that's what we do our social media with that's what we research with it's the tool that that's why i tell everybody get a good stay update on your cell phones because it's your lifeline as a tournament angler it's it's what you're getting your updates with it's what you're submitting your fish with it's everything really uh, yeah yeah your and cell a good phone back, is, and a good backup battery yeah. Yeah, that's why I carry my Dakota Lithium power box with me everywhere I go. So And those dudes are handy. Yeah. Question number two tonight coming to you from Jason Cassidy Fishing. If heaven was a body of water and the fishing fellowship had to have a derby every day for an eternity, where would you want that to be? This is going to be a weird one for you, but no, that's fine. Throw it at us. I'd say the South Branch of the Potomac River in in Romney, West Virginia. I don't know what it Mike is. Mike Iaconelli. No, we're talking <laughs> the South Branch of the Potomac. This is Whitewater, the the trough, the uh, okay, uh, the, the 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 you know river, you know ravines, and just I don't know. It's just beautiful. It's moving water. It's just my happy place when I'm on the water, when I'm in the river. Very nice. It'd be on a river. It'd be in a river and there'd be smallmouth. <laughs> I don't argue with this at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Lord would approve. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that's why he made him gold. That's why he didn't make him gold. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> Question number three. This one always comes up. What is the weirdest thing that has happened to you out on the road? Strangest oh, wow. encounter. Hmm. I'm well, I'm sure get... I got a good one, but I, I'm trying to put me on the spot. I'm let me think. Uh, uh, hmm. Man, it's really hard to think with that stupid music in my ear. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like a great equalizer. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. 
I don't know about strange, but I mean, I travel with some pretty strange characters, uh, so it's hard to tell. So. I, I broke down. I, me and Russell Johnson were uh, coming back from uh, Lake Champlain last year and uh, lost the idler pulley on the uh, on my truck in ninety degree weather. And you know, we we had to change it on the road. That was that was a lot of fun and a lot of burnt skin and knuckles. Yeah. And, uh, so. Yeah, that's a good time. That's not a weird thing. That was just a, a memory. But there's a lot of stuff. That oh yeah. I can't think of anything right now. No good Jameson <laughs> stories for today. <laughs> Jameson. Now stories. I did. I did just about watch Jameson snap his leg in half. <laughs> oh, I heard about that. That oh, yeah, I don't sounded know. like I don't it know. got bad. I don't know how he didn't snap his leg clear in half. I thought we were heading to the uh, emergency room. That was that was bad. And I'm the one that shoved him off the trailer, so it would have been, you know. <laughs> Question number three. Bucket list location. What's what's still on the bucket list? Still on the bucket list. I've never fished Lake Fork. I've always, I'd like to go to Lake Fork in the spring when they're on fire. Yeah. I've never been there. I haven't either. It'd be definitely a good one. And then maybe Clear Lake. I think that's a neat area. I'd like to go to California and fish some of those big fast waters over there someday. Yeah. You let me know. Some I'll bring my, kitchen. I'll bring Clyde the Glide. And yep. Kitchen fish. Clyde the Glide. Clyde the Glide and kitchen we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> 13 plus pound green mouth yeah, it'll catch a two pound green mouth believe it or not yeah um, <laughs> that's actually the first thing i caught on it was about a two pound green mouth my wife goes why yeah <laughs> <laughs> why because he could because yep. he could all right fifth and final question for tonight Favorite Jackson kayak of all time? Yeah. Right now, the NAR. Very nice. Good answer. But I'm going to actually, that's my favorite one right now. But if I honestly had to go to my favorite of all time, it's going to probably have to be the Kusa HD because that's what I won the national championship in. It'll always hold a special place in my heart, and it's an awesome riverboat. Very nice. Yeah. First, first Jackson kayak I ever bought too. So, yeah. uh, I bought that. I bought that kayak the year before I went to the national championship, and it was awesome. There you guys have it. That's been five fire round questions with Matt Ball. <laughs> oh, that was about, but she's on the she's on the move. On on the fritz, <laughs> on the fritz. So let's uh let's jump back into things. Now you are fresh off Bef- before. I mean, you've got kind of two back to back successful events. You was at Chickamauga, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then you're you're um, right back at Champlain. Mm-hmm. You have competed in the new NAR. Um, yep. Let's give the let's give the people some home at home some insight on this boat. And um, 
talk a little bit about how our core group uh, brought this boat to life with the help of R&D and, and just everything that went into it. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just, I was honored to be a part of the group that got to really put our heads together and, and kind of give input on what we wanted. Um, and a, a group of um, awesome guys from, from the team. And, uh, you know, we wanted a boat that we could feel like I, okay. We all wanted a little bit of different things probably, oh, yeah. but what I wanted was a tournament boat that I could load down with all the gear I wanted. I could rig it out with the, with my electronics easily. It's, I wanted one that I could, you know, hold my batteries and hold all my gear. And I wanted internal rod storage. I wanted a pedal drive that was reliable and fast. And I wanted a boat that, you know, I could pretty much rig up however I wanted for spending long days on the water and, you know, in big water, if, you know, because, you know, I might be fishing a river but or, or, or Lake Champlain, Lake Erie, you know, I fish all those lakes and you got to have a boat that you can rely on and that you can trust for, for that. And, uh, that's what we got. I would I'm agree. really happy with it. That's what we, I'm really happy with it. And, uh, one of the things that me and Matt were talking about, uh, before the podcast, you know, and, and it's kind of the question that I asked to, you know, any teammate that when we're talking, it's, you know, the, pictures you guys see we've we've posted a lot of great pictures of the nar but if you have not seen this boat in person i think matt i or, or any other team jackson kayak team members would go look at it yep it, you won't be it, disappointed it's 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 a great platform it really is um and i'll tell you another thing that's that's you know it's designed to do and that is handle uh, a torpedo motor really well, easily. And it does an incredible job, uh, with the torpedo on it and it's fast. So, you know, you know, let's face it with, uh, with what we do in this sport. Yes, we're idiots. We strap everything on them. We can, and we go big or go home. And a lot of, you know, if you go to these tournaments, you're going to look at these boats and be like, Oh my gosh, what do you need all that stuff for? Well, yeah, we probably don't, but we want it on there. So we do it, you know, but it's an incredible platform for a bow mount trolling motor with spot lock. It's an incredible platform for a trolling motor on the back or a, a, a torpedo on the back. And, you know, it it's whatever you want it to be as far as a big water boat to handle the gear, you know, it, it works and it's, it's a beautiful boat. It really is. I mean, it and really it's, is it's it's laid out nice it's comfortable um you know it's it's a great platform to spend a day in and i've spent two weeks straight in it this last two weeks so you know i'll be honest with you i hadn't you know i'd spent some time in the prototype and and doing some filming for the the photo for the release and everything and you know been a part of all the conversation and knew what we had but i hadn't got to put all my gear in it and just spend a tournament doing what we do in it. And I did that the last two weeks and Hey, it seems to be working. I ended up in the top five. So both times. So I'm, I'm, I feel like it's, it worked. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's with prototype gear and stuff like that and, and design input. It's one thing to, you know, kind of put your hands on them and all that. But once you kind of get it rigged the way you want it, get to live in it for a little bit, you yeah. really start kind of picking you it do. apart and finding, finding the things you do or don't like about it. So that, you know, it makes a huge yeah. difference. I'm always hesitant to do, you know, I wanted to get a walkthrough video. I wanted to do a rigging video, but I'm always hesitant to put that out. Cause I'll look back and I mean, some of my rigging videos from my big rig, when I first did it, it's got the most views of anything I've got on YouTube period. And then I look back at it now and I'm like, dude, I, I changed a lot of that after I spent some time on it, you know? So, um, people take what we say in this sport a lot of times to heart. So you don't want to give them false information. You know, you don't yeah. want to tell them, you don't want to tell them on a YouTube video that this is how I'm going to rig it until you know that's really how it should be because you know you'll you'll something that looks good in the garage when you go out there and you start fishing and trying to land fish and and you know spend a day in it you're like that's in my way yeah um, and that's the beauty of the be gnar different. that's the beauty of that gnar is you can pretty much tweak everything on that boat anywhere with that that tri track the full length of that boat so it's not like you're having to mount track anywhere you can just all right well that's really not exactly where i want it all i got to do is loosen it slide it forward and you know now when you go drilling holes you're a little more careful about what you're doing just because you don't want to have wires running that's in your way but but yeah. honestly this boat is by far the easiest boat i've ever rigged and i've rigged a lot of kayaks over the years so Hard to hard to move holes once you go drilling holes and something. No, it is. <laughs> the uh, it is. You That's mentioned you, just... you mentioned the yeah. <clears throat> you mentioned the big rig, and I mean that was one of the first boats from Jackson. Chad and I got to put hands on. He got to spend a lot of time in it, and knowing that this boat, you know, is essentially taking its place. What are your feelings on that? You think it was a good move? Yeah, um, I love the big rig, um, but the big rig was. It wasn't, it was designed, I could kind of look at this, here's what I described to a couple people I talked to. The big rig still has its place. Um, it's not for, it's not for rough water because of the low gravity. But if you are fishing flat water and you are a big guy and you want an absolute platform that is just like a, a John boat, yep. that's, that boat is you can do stupid things in that boat. Now, you, you really can. You can get away um, with a lot. You can get away with a lot. The NAR is still that <laughs> way, but it's got a lot. It's got a lot of diff, It's got different stability. So you you spend a little time in it, and you've got to get your center figured out to where, you know, because it's that's why it turns so well. That's why it handles so well. That's why it slices through the waves so well. It's still a massively stable boat, but it's not a John boat. And the reason it's not a John boat is we wanted it to turn and we wanted it to maneuver and we wanted it to handle. And, and you can turn this boat around in a half the amount of space that the big rig would turn around in. And it tracks beautifully with when you're pedaling and when you're fishing and you can move it with just a little bit of rudder movement will kind of bring your nose around when you're just kind of drifting down a bank. It's just, it was really nice. Uh, to see and and i did stupid things in that boat this week uh so you can do stupid things in it too you know i'm not a little guy so um i mean i if 
fighting smallmouth and trying to get land smallmouth and reaching around and trying to get rods and you know staying out of trees you know you, it, it'll handle a good bit of stupidity and i think that's um a big thing what you said you know even and you know how this is, I'm sure when you're bouncing back and forth through some, and you do the same thing I do, you'll bounce from say the big rig to Aliska or vice versa. It, mm-hmm. you've always find that center of the playfulness mm-hmm. of the boat. Yeah. And once yeah. you get that playfulness of the boat dialed in and, and it's. Your you body adjusts it. to it. And yeah. it's just not a thought anymore. You know, you just catch yourself, but when, you know, don't be alarmed. Anybody that goes out there and wants to, that's been in a big rig and they want to go out and test the NAR don't feel like it's not stable. Your no. immediate, the immediate response is going to be like, Oh, this thing's got a little more tippiness to it. It doesn't. It's actually got a lot of stability to it. It's just the hull is maneuverable. Now it's not as a, it's not a flat bottom boat, a John boat. Like we, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the big rig still maneuvered, but I just liken the two to that, you know, that's the, that's the difference I see. You know. Well, and, and you know, even fishing, uh, like you said, like a Liska, a uh, a bite, and and stuff like that, and and coming back down to a boat like that, you and just having that little bit of sporty play, and mm-hmm. the Liska and the bite are probably they're a little bit still flat on the bottom, but mm-hmm. you can always feel they they're a little bit more playful, and it's a lot yeah. of fun, and and the it NAR is. having that capability mm-hmm. to have that little playfulness of a kayak is it's it's yep. nice. Yep. And, and you notice it you, once you get your body, your body gets in it and you're like, all right, yep. You're, but you're, you just kind of realize you, you don't think about it anymore. And you're, you, yep. you adjust your hips and your, your, the way you set in your boat and the way you pedal, but it pedals great. Yes. It's fast. I put a lot of, I was really glad the first event that I got to fish out of that was in a Hobie event where I could not use my motor and I spent a, a lot of time pedaling that thing and it was it was great so absolutely and and the flex drive mark four um is a very big testament to yep. to how far things have come um yep for those of you that don't know it's uh it it's all a package that you that you guys need to go check out with your local dealer and experience tenfold yep um to yep. really see what the boat offers and and even even try out the Kusa F- HD and the uh, or Kusa FD and the Byte FD, and mm-hmm. and give those a whirl with the uh, new Mark IV because it's changed those boats as well. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. it's changed them a lot. You know, we picked up just slow pedaling. We picked up a half mile an hour in the Byte FD just yeah. like that, not even trying. So imagine yeah. if you're trying, you're gonna you're gonna pick up quite a bit. Um, now you have come to Indiana. You you mm-hmm. won hit right here. On my yep, home I won. You won. I won there. And we didn't get a meetup, which was probably a good thing because yeah. I had COVID <laughs> the next day. So, um, <clears throat> how much fun is Indiana fishing, Matt? <laughs> I I love it. I tell you what, you um, felt at home, didn't you? I did. I did. It was muddy. It was. Uh, I went up a creek and went way up a creek and threw a buzz bait and. Uh, in a Senko and got on to them. It was awesome. Oh man. You made a lot of people happy with that one, man. It that's uh, that's usually what my buddies fish around. And I'm usually like, no, nah, I can't do that. Got to throw a 10 inch worm. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I threw a buzz bait. If they missed it, I threw a Senko in and caught him. It was awesome. It was my, it was absolutely a blast. And I tell you what, man, that, that lake can be, we had that at the right time. That lake had been on a awesome tree, awesome just movement. They drained the water down. We had a lot of current running through. Um, we had bags and I'll never forget it, man. Cause we had like 27, 25, 22s. I mean, just winning every tournament every weekend for like that whole month. And then it was like the kayak tournament. And I was just like, please just, just let this hold on just <laughs> one more, one more week. And yeah. obviously it, it didn't, it didn't. Um, yeah. It didn't help being having, yeah, that was a gross day. Um, it was hot, hot. If I remember miserable very, hot. It was very warm and, and certain things like COVID in your stomach was not a pleasant thing. Nah, the dude nah. wipes were handy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, uh, I actually moved ramps that day. I remember I, I, that was a great trip. I spent, I had a stayed with uh, Jackson Orr and, yep. uh, and Cody Milton. We, we stayed at a, uh, a friend of their family had a little farm there with a pole building and, and it had a, had a camper inside of a pole building and I slept mm -hmm. in my truck and uh, I remember I won the first day and yep. I actually was only going to fish one day because of just how hot and miserable it was. And I was sleeping in my truck and I uh, decided, you know, might as well go again. And uh, Cody Milton, I, I forget what time it was, but we both fell asleep. He <laughs> fell asleep in his van. I fell asleep in my truck. He woke me up about an hour after lines in, I, I was still asleep in my truck that second day. Oh wow! And I was like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, I just wasted the whole morning. He, I didn't even think he was going to go fishing and I, and he ended up going out and winning it the day two after yep. he slept in all day. So we had a good trip. <laughs> and that's, that's the way to do it. If you can sleep in a little bit and then go out oh, there yeah. and yeah. put the hurt on everybody. I, I don't like that. I want to be out there ready. <laughs> I can't, I'm, I gotta be one of the first ones at the ramp and be sitting there <laughs> well, when my it's, head on straight. That's when the way it's hot we used like to run, it is. We used to run tournaments that way. We'd launch boats and then go get breakfast and then come back and start fishing. <laughs> Look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast host. Uh, <laughs> See where it got us? Yeah. yeah uh, not very far. Not very far. We're still podcast host. Um, <clears throat> so what do you see? In the what what's the future for Matt Ball look like? Where are you, what are you thinking? Well, I'm uh, I'm gonna keep doing this as long as the good Lord lets me. Uh, I want to keep keep traveling as much as I can. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to you know when I've got you know three of my kids are uh, graduated and out of college and out of high school and one's working and you know they're all working now. And then my daughter is a junior in high school. Uh, once she gets through, you know, I'd like to see my wife and I uh, hooking up at camper and going to these events and just spending a lot of time uh, just together. And I don't want, I'm tired of being away from her for these, but, you know, she's, she's back here keeping things going at home. And I think it'll be uh, really enjoyable when I can, I can take her and we can just make it a, you know, I don't feel like I'm leaving home when I do this. So we love to yeah. camp. We, we, you know, we, we love to camp anyway. So I mean, it's kind of always been our dream is to, you know, get a, do a lot of traveling. You know, I'm, I'm a far away from retirement age, but you know, I wouldn't mind hanging up the, 
the hard hat at DuPont a little earlier than I, you know, and doing this more someday. Absolutely. Absolutely. See the country a little bit. Yeah. Well, Matt, we, uh, it is now seven minutes past the hour and James gets mad at me when I go past an hour, I get a text, (laughs) but we try to keep all our guests at an hour. We know you guys got stuff to do. Um, so what we're going to do is, uh, give you a minute. Thank everybody you need to thank. Tell people where to find out more about Matt Ball, yeah. the uh, Fisherman's Fellowship. Well, you can you can find uh, join the fish get on get on Facebook and uh, type in Fisherman's Fellowship. Uh, you know, join there. You can follow along with. You know, we have devotionals. I'm on a once I get slowed down from the traveling and get back on my feet at home here after two weeks on the road. We'll start doing some video devotionals, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, my buddy Cody, he's already doing a lot of writing for there. But we just wanted to make it to be a place where you can go and get some encouragement. Uh, it's on Facebook. Um, you know, um, you can find me on, you know, under Matt Ball on Facebook and uh, M-Ball T-Ball at, uh, on Instagram. Uh, it's where I've got all my stuff there. Um, and then Matt Ball Outdoors on YouTube. I don't put a lot of stuff on YouTube just because it's, I'm too busy right now. Uh, I've got miles and you know days of video to do with someday, but you know who knows. But uh, um, yeah, I want to thank. I mean, first of all, Jackson Kayak and Ryan Coolers, but but you know Jackson has been a part of me. It's it's family. Uh, Jackson is is the only kayak company I've ever been a part of, and uh, and will be. It's it's just their their family. I feel like a part of it. I feel feel ownership you know and that's what you want in a in a partnership with a company that you believe in and uh really really uh, appreciate the support they give me and uh i'm proud of everybody on our team i'm proud of all the tournament guys out there and and all the guys out there not just tournament guys but you know i really love seeing our tournament guys out there you know competing and and uh kicking tail you know uh we've got some awesome we got some of the best anglers in the sport on our team and they're a family, you know, and I, I love them all. So you guys are awesome. Uh, I want to thank Torquedo. Uh, Torquedo is a big, big part of what I do. Um, you know, I'm uh, the man, uh, pro staff manager for uh, team manager for Torquedo. So Torquedo is another family to me. You know, they've they've been a part of me since since I since after the national championship as well. So um, I want to thank Fishing Online. Fishing Online is where they are. And, and you're going to see a little theme here with a lot of my sponsors, and that is family. You know, they all feel like family to me, and that's why I'm with them. You know, uh, Fishing Online is, you know, based out of Pennsylvania. They they were a part of first first thing I ever won in a kayak tournament was supplied by Fishing Online at a at a, a river bassing event in Parkersburg, West Virginia. So, um, you know, they're John and and uh, Seth from Fishing Online. They're they're friends of mine, and I just thank the world of them. NRS uh, has been with me for a long time, and, you know, they they keep us all safe out on the water. Um, Z-Man Plastics, uh, what can I say about that? You know, everything I fish, I mean, it, they're amazing. Uh, 13 Fishing, all my rods and reels. Uh, Dakota Lithium is, honestly, you look at these kayaks we're using, you got to have a good battery. you got to have a battery that is going to last and that, that you can rely on and Dakota lithium makes it the best battery out there. And it's, uh, they keep me on the water on and off, you know, from when I'm camping and, and everything, um, bending branches, 
been a been a big part of what I do as well. Um, and then Yak Attack, um, we like to rig these boats to the hilt, and Yak Attack gives us the ability to do it. You know, uh, we're just loaded down with with things, and uh, it gives us a you know they they call it rig your dream, and that's what we do. So yep. I'm sure I'm probably forgetting somebody. I want to thank KBF uh, for for the opportunities they've given me in the sport. And, uh, and I also want to thank the Hobie Bass Open Series. You know, they run a great event. Um, they, they have a great series. Check them out. Check KBF out. Um, you know, and uh, check your local, t- local clubs out. So support them because that's, uh, that's, that's where it's all at, you know. But, uh, but thank you guys for having this. And, uh, you know, I'd be happy to be on here anytime. So. Maybe well, have me on here in the fall, and I'll do a hunting episode for you. So we would Absolutely. love to do that. We would love, <laughs> yes, to. sir. But before I let you go, we've got a little bit of business that we're going to handle on Thursday night as well. Yeah, um, so we're going to start a new thing. It's called Jackson Kayak Dock Talk. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be t- chatting it up with some of you tournament anglers, um, and basically getting into the nuts and bolts about each and every event that you guys are at and just kind of have a little tailgate session uh, around the Orion cooler about uh, each of those events. Uh, You guys will be able to find that on the Jackson kayak fishing Facebook page. Um, We probably won't go to our YouTube page right away, but uh, you can definitely find it there as far as the, uh, the new talk talk goes. We're not calling it a podcast. It's it's doc talk. We're just going to, yeah, Go over the nuts and bolts. So, but uh, with that, Matt will be be our guest on Thursday night as well with uh, Josh and Adam. The Hammer Stork. The Hammers. The Hammer Crew. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, we're going to let you go. Just hang out for a second. We're going to close this thing out, and we'll be right back with you, man. All right. Thanks, Thanks sir. guys. Thank you. Another good yeah. one. Another good one. Episode number 10. Um, yeah, happy yeah. anniversary to our listeners uh <laughs> thank you guys for getting us to episode 10 we appreciate you yeah. we appreciate we like seeing our uh, our regulars over there in the comments out to the side you guys mean a lot to us and yeah. uh, we're excited to see this thing continue to grow yeah viewership and numbers are growing a little bit with each episode and Absolutely. downloads are coming in so it's always good to see Yep. And for those of you guys that don't, don't catch us on Facebook live and YouTube you can check us out on Podbean Spotify Amazon Music and Google Podcast. So I think yep. that's all. Yeah, that's where we got right now. Yeah. We're not now. wise enough so to figure. It. We're not wise enough to figure out iTunes. So to all you guys <laughs> out there in the iTunes land, it's we're legitimately our fault. We're trying, but yeah, uh, yeah. not, as, not as easy every- as we'd like it to be. But yeah, next podcast for the Orion Podcast will be on the twenty eighth of June. So until then, we'll see you guys. Another. Have another Jeep and trip to talk about. So yeah, have another Jeep and trip to talk about. But uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll see you on the twenty eighth. Bye bye. Later.